Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. This is a special episode of the Australian Investors Podcast. It is the bootcamp episode number two. And today I'm joined by Kate Campbell who you may know is my co-host of the Australian Finance Podcast. Kate, welcome to the Australian Investors Podcast. It's good to be invited onto your wonderful and illustrious podcast, Owen, having put up with you for so long on the Finance Podcast. Yes, that's it. Um, it's always a pleasure. Um, for those people who don't really know how this comes together, we have two podcast series. The Australian Finance Podcast uh, has attracted, is it, well, it's over a couple of million downloads now. I think we're about to hit three. Three million. Yeah, we're moving quicker than ever before. Um, and the Investors Podcast too is also growing very quickly, but it is coming off a lower base than the Finance Podcast. And I think maybe that's because the Finance Podcast targets that more, you know, gen pop, bigger audience, more accessible, digestible episodes. And whereas the Investors Podcast is a bit more technical. Um mm. I'd say that's probably fair. But what was interesting, I noticed that you did the analytics for this, Kate, with, with when Spotify Wrapped came around. Um, our audience for both series tend to listen to the same types of music. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, definitely some Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift in both playlists. So, uh, yes. yeah, that was kind of funny to see. And Drake. There was a bit of Drake too. Well, it's funny because if you're an in- a sophisticated investor listening to Taylor Swift, um, I mean, who knows what you get up to, but I, I think that's a bit of fun and it just highlights how, whether investors are new or experienced, uh, we all have similar preferences. And um, I think one of the things that does align people on this show is at least our philosophy towards life, learning, and even investing. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some of the some of my favorite podcasts from the show thus far, but as they specifically relate to educating yourself about investing. So these five episodes that I've singled out from the Australian Investors Podcast are just like five of my favorite. Uh, if, you, if you want to learn how to become a better investor and how to be a better investor, um, they're not necessarily overly complex uh, listens. They're more, um, I guess, relatable to anyone at any stage of their journey. And that's why I've chosen them. Um, it was very, very difficult to choose just these interviews and these episodes. So I will flag a couple of others. And at the end, we'll mention some other podcast series that is outside of what we produce mm. uh, for you to go and listen to and subscribe to just to become more rounded in your knowledge as well. So, Kate, um, I've got five, but the first one is a, is a bit of a two-parter because this person came on the show twice. Yeah. Are you going to impress me with some podcasts I haven't heard of before? Uh, probably not. So you probably you probably know, but um, the first the first podcast that I'd love everyone to listen to if they haven't already, or at least at least go back and 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 kind of dig into it a bit, is the first interview that I did with Joe Mager. Um, Joe has been on the show twice, and both of these episodes are linked in our Investor Bootcamp training manual. So this is the the training manual that you can download. It's in the show notes. It's free to access. As I'm looking at it right now, I can see that people are looking at the document. Um, and basically, Joe came on the show as one of the very first guests, and it's kind of ironic that Joe is in my top five for people to learn from, because he's also the guy that had the idea for the Investors Podcast in the first place. Oh, really? And 
yeah, so he's the one who told me to do it. And he's now, he features on the list. Maybe he knew, maybe this is Joe's foresight, <laughs> his genius, his brilliance. He knew that I was uh, going to interview him and uh, maybe feature him. Um, but anyway, there's a quote that um, Joe said during the podcast, and it says, if you're an investor that is buying stocks that have been oversold, you are catching up on the thesis of the business and it is quite easy to become the patsy at the poker table. Uh, this was just one of the really brilliant quotes that Joe had throughout the podcast. He talks about valuation. He talks about how he got into investing, which is really illuminating. And he also talked you know, at length about value investing and, and how they're pretty, it's pretty much the same thing as growth investing. Um, and in part two, this, this I should mention is kind of like not at the beginning of Joe's career at Lake House Capital, but it was kind of in that early to mid piece. And then the second interview, which was done much more recently, um, was you know after the, the, the firm had accumulated over $500 million of assets. It was after he'd announced that he was going back to the United States with his family. Um, and both episodes just build on each other. So like the first one introduces you to Joe's philosophy and investing process. The second one, is him recapping and reflecting on what it's like to invest in Australia and some of the big picture ideas um, that he's drawn or he drew from you know around 10 years in Australia. So I'm going to give Joe number one spot on my top five. Oh, big call. I haven't actually listened to his interviews, but I have heard you mention his name a lot in the office. So I'm presuming they're quite worthwhile listening to. Now, what about your second one, Owen? So there's a commonality between all three of my first, um, I guess, guests that I've chosen. Uh, the second episode that I'd love you to listen to is actually the interview with Ryan Newman. Um, you could interchange this one with number three, depending on which way you want to go about it. In fact, that may even be the more logical sequence. But Ryan Newman is uh, one of my best friends, and he's also uh, a really fine investor. And he joined me on the Australian Investors Podcast uh, in 2021 uh, to talk about his and my journey to investing. And Ryan has, has since completed the CFA uh, program. And he's been investing professionally for quite a while now. And in this episode, Ryan talks about all of the common things that you would want to know answers to if you were just starting out investing. And this is why I've put it at number two. He talks about things like, how do you do valuations? How do you overcome, you know, the, I guess the imposter syndrome that comes with being an investor? So, so often, you know, because we don't really get taught the stuff at school, even if you are um, someone that goes to like a business school and studies commerce or whatever, you don't actually get taught like how do analysts actually do this and how do I apply that? Um, and Ryan talks about overcoming those challenges and kind of learning by doing. So this is a really fantastic episode for kind of the the meat in the sandwich of investing um it doesn't go for long it's really it well it, it goes for a little while but it's actually the signal is quite terrific from it it's not just waffling and whatever he gets into it he um, uses really good examples from the asx as well as global markets so uh, that's ryan newman at number two mm. And I think that's one of the reasons we both love podcasts so much is you get an insight into what people do and their thought processes without ever having to meet them or connect with them individually. So they're a fantastic resource and have definitely helped both of us on our journey. Now, Owen, your third one? Third is Matt Joss. So Matt Joss is the founder and chief investment officer of Maven Funds Management. 
Now, I said the first three of these are intertwined. <clears throat> Joe Mager um, was effectively the portfolio manager or kind of mentor for Matt Joss. And then Matt Joss was kind of the mentor for Ryan. And so the three of them all work together. And that's, I guess there's a risk here that we're all singing from the same song sheet. Um, <laughs> but the, the reality is that both, all three of these people grew up inside the Motley Fool as, as professionals. And the Motley Fool does something really well, which is they teach people how to educate. They teach their analysts how to educate people, how to keep things simple and educate their community on um, the important things, the important parts of investing, the business first kind of investing. Um, and so Matt's since now launched his own fund and he does small caps on the ASX. And it's, he's a fantastic investor. He also, what some people might not know about Matt is Matt actually studied artificial intelligence at university as well and um, uh, software development. And so he's actually brilliant at that side of his brain as well. Not necessarily like, just numbers, but problem solving. Um, Matt's probably one of the clearest thinkers I've ever met. And um, in this interview, Matt talks about those types of things. He talks about some of the big picture ideas, but then he drills down into why he started investing, why investing is important, and basically how to do it. Um, there are also lots and lots of snippets of the Matt Joss interview available on YouTube. So you don't have to watch the full hour long interview, although I would encourage it. Um, but yeah, there's just so much to that episode, and that's with Matt Joss. So Matt's at number three. Another wonderful suggestion. What about number four, Owen? So number four is our first female on the list. It's Mary Manning. Um, she, I believe, is a PhD and a CFA charter holder. I could be mistaken on the CFA component. Um, so I spoke to Mary as uh, in her former role, and we specifically spoke about emerging markets, and in particular India, because at the time she was running um, an Indian fund. But Mary is probably, well, she's probably the most prolific investor um, for the Indian market from Australia. And she, to give you a sense of her pedigree, she spent a lot of her time in the States and um, she worked under Howard Marks. And if that wasn't enough, she also worked under George Soros. <laughs> and so the, what she brings to the table is like this acumen for investing and for analysing companies. We get to see a bit of Mary throughout um, like the internet. You can Google and you can find some other interviews or write-ups that she does. But this is just a rare insight into someone that is, you know, an incredible investor uh, here in Australia. And two of the things that stuck out to me was basically how she values companies using like some of the parts or even a price earnings growth ratio. So that was popularized by Peter Lynch, which is the PEG or PEG ratio. It basically measures the earnings growth of a company to its price rather than just the straight PE ratio. And then the other thing that she talked about was financial companies because working for George Soros, obviously, and as well, Howard Marks, she kind of has to see the big picture of like the financial system and how companies are impacted and big companies like banks are in, uh, kind of, um, I guess, entwined with the economy. So the thing that stuck out to me, and it's always stuck out to me, and I've mentioned it before on the show, is she had this line that opportunity is on the income statement, risk is on the balance sheet. And I think right now, you know, not to timestamp this conversation too much, I say that that's really, really kind of important advice to take on, take on board, particularly when you're looking at financial companies right now. 
And this was one of your very early interviews way back at the beginning of the podcast. So I think it's a good reminder that sometimes there are some real gems at the beginning of podcast history. And then even though a lot of people subscribe and just listen to the most recent ones, sometimes there is benefit in scrolling back a little bit further. Yeah, well, the whole point of this um, Investor Bootcamp, Kate, actually comes from your idea of having a starter pack on our other podcast series. Mm. The Investor Bootcamp, the idea of doing this now and making it look different in people's podcast players is so that they can identify that this is something that they should do if they're starting out. I mentioned to you just just a a moment ago, um, if you're just starting out with the Investor Podcast Series, the Australian Investors Podcast, you might be inclined to go back to number one and listen to 100-plus interviews or 100-plus podcasts. And some of it would probably be irrelevant to you. Like some of it might have been time-stamped, you know, two years ago or three years ago. Some of the conversations might use references to things you don't need to know or don't want to know because they were, again, you know, um, I guess at the time they were important, but now they're not. And so this kind of this document that we've put together today, and you can access it just in the, in your podcast player, is actually designed to help you pick which episodes matter. Um, there are heaps, and I've only done, you know, a, a summary of them, but this is kind of like, if you're, if you're new here, this is where you go. So the, the, final, the final podcast is probably one that people wouldn't expect me to call out. Um, but I just found it fascinating and fascinating in many different ways. And obviously, as a podcast host, Kate, we get exposure to guests and we get to see things that listeners sometimes don't get to see, mm-hmm. including like a little bit of talk off air or oftentimes a call in advance. We might call the guest for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or even if it's Raymond's preparation, it might be twice and my coin for <laughs> half an hour. Um, and you get to talk to people about things that aren't recorded. And I got to talk to Luke Trickett. So my interview with Luke Trickett is coming in at number five. Luke Trickett was a professional or semi-professional swimmer and his partner is Libby Trickett, who is, was indeed um, a record holder uh, in swimming. And Luke brings to investing this really unique perspective because he kind of comes to it having started from nothing. And what I mean by that is not necessarily nothing financially. I mean it from nothing as in he didn't have any preconceptions about how investing should be done, like this proper investing. That's not him. He kind of just figured it out. Um, And, you know, like I, I originally wrote in the show notes that basically Luke tries to take many of the elite sporting principles that he'd learned in the pool and then bring them into being a professional investor. You know, um, Luke's guiding principles for business, uh, patience, performance, and alignment. And for an investing process, it's responsibility, awareness, simplicity, and enjoyment. And one of the analogies that he used is like when investors pick their benchmarks, um, you know, this is when you might say, see in a fund, a fund manager's report, it might say, you know, over three years, we've returned 12.2%. And then that's next to that, there's like the ASX 300 index or the benchmark has returned 11.1% or something. He said, you know, when you're swimming in the pool, all you have is your lane. Yet when we are professional investors, what we're effectively doing is we're jumping in a lane that consistently moves. And therefore, we're trying to time, as we look down the pool, we're trying to time when the the lane's going to move and when's this going to happen, because that's how we're going to be judged. Whereas if you just click a, if you you just pick a straight lane, a straight goal, um, 
and you say, okay, I'm going to, my aim is to get 10% returns from the stock market on average over the next 10 years. That's very simple. 10 years, 10% per year on average. So not every year, but that's where I'm going. That's my direction. Mm. And it was just a really, you know, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have been able to think that way had he come from a background of professional finance, because that's not what we're, that we're told. That's not how we're influenced. And so this is just another example of how you can kind of bring it all together um, and you can see his philosophy has been shaped by his experience. And I think it's a fantastic interview. And I would also add that he doesn't write that much. I think he maybe writes once or twice a year, but his letters are some of the best in Australia. Uh, he started the company called Blue Stamp Company. So it's worth worth digging into. You'll find the full show notes. It's all linked in this document that I'm looking at in front of me right now. So that's my number five, Kate. Mm plenty there. And we've met many people along the way, both in business and investing that have come from really different backgrounds and brought those skills to what they do in their day-to-day job. And it often brings a very different perspective, as, as you mentioned, um, and point of view when they're looking at companies, because they they can bring their past in and they can look at things differently. Mm. Um, did we want to just uh, include some other suggestions of some other podcasts that we enjoy when it comes to uh, investing that people might want to have a look at? Yeah, I think the the one like you and I, I think you mentioned this maybe a couple of months ago. That probably the biggest ever guest we've had on the show is Morgan Housel, and we, you and I, both spoke to him. Yeah, um, and I think you know that's that's a podcast and his book, The Psychology of Money. Since we've spoken to him, Kate, we learned that it's being turned into a Netflix series. But he's also been interviewed by Tim Ferriss. It's sold millions of copies. It's been translated into like a dozen different languages. Um, I think for a finance book to be that successful. Yeah. He, um, I think he put out a tweet after we'd interviewed him where he basically, he said he didn't even know the book had been translated into German or something. And then all of a sudden he saw it on the shelves and he's like, what? <laughs> People are sending him photos <laughs> wow. and it's just got so big. Um, and it's just an incredible story about psychology. And our interview with him was fascinating. There's also in the training manual, there's another a story and another link to one of Morgan's presentations where he talks about what other industries teach us about finance, mm. um, that kind of multidisciplinary learning. Morgan's a big kind of advocate for really simple, low cost investing. Um, so it's a little bit left of field for people that want to become, you know, investment analysts or active investors, but it's definitely worth, worth um, reading and listening to. Um a couple of the others, I know, Kate, you're a big fan of the Tim Ferriss podcast, right? Yeah, I just think it brings a lot of different ideas um, across your your path that you wouldn't have come across otherwise from fiction writers that are, have also sold millions of copies and just the way they think about constructing stories to chefs. And I think I was even listening the other day, there was a high-performance coach from um, the American Military Academy who had another really different perspective. So I think... I, I enjoy those long-form interviews just on weekends to think about things a little bit differently. And I also really enjoy a podcast called Invest Like the Best. Yes. Yeah. So this is the funny thing. I would agree with you, Tim Ferriss. I used to, when I was training for a marathon, I would just stick in the Tim Ferriss podcast because I knew I wouldn't have to change it if I just had my AirPods and my Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, I could just they download it to my long. Apple Watch and just run. And um, it would still be there when I finish. But the... Um, the Invest Like the Best podcast, 
um, with Patrick O'Shaughnessy is kind of, in my opinion, it is the OG. It's the original trailblazing investor investing podcast. Um, invest like the best. Um, his father, Jim O'Shaughnessy, wrote a bunch of different books. Um, and he started just interviewing people. And now Patrick, then Patrick, as part of the podcast and as part of his role at O'Shaughnessy Asset Management, he met really interesting people like software engineers and they created their own products. Um, and then the company actually was sold recently, but Patrick seems to have kept um, the podcast going and turned it into something called Colossus. But the Invest Like the Best podcast, I'm actually just going to call out two, two of my favorite. And these are two that I would recommend to anyone to go and invest. And they're from almost the original times of Invest Like the Best. The first one is with David Gardner. Uh, David Gardner is the co-founder of The Motley Fool and has since stepped back from actively um, stock picking. And um, I think in the intro to the David Gardner episode, I'm just going off the top of my head, I think Patrick O'Shaughnessy, who's like a quantitative value investor, and David Gardner is like a high growth, high risk investor. Um, I think Patrick says something to the effect of David's investing style is diametrically opposed to my own. Um, and kind of like calls it out at the beginning that he couldn't invest more differently to me, but this is a fantastic interview. And anyone that's listened to David Gardner's investing in philosophy, um, it's fantastic. The second one is uh, someone who came to me brand new to the Invest Like the Best podcast. It's a company called Brent Bishaw. Brent Bishaw um, runs his own firm in the United States. And what they do, which is quite different to a lot of what we hear on investing podcasts, is Brent's Brent's discussion, his first one, he's done quite a few now, but his very first one talks about how he invests in private companies, like really small companies that are private. Um, and he goes through all of his criteria for what he looks for in these small businesses, like in regional towns and um, metropolitan areas. And he one of the things that he says is he looks at up to 300 companies before he decides to buy one. And so it gives you an idea of what it takes to go through and turn over so many rocks. And this is more important, obviously, because he's investing in whole businesses and small businesses where you can't just go, no, I'm going to sell it in my brokerage account today. That's not the way it works. So you have to be sure. Um, and that's a fantastic discussion. Um, the, the other one that I'll kind of mention just as a series is, um, is the Farnham Street podcast. So Farnham Street is the blog, fs.blog, but the Knowledge Project is the po podcast with Shane Parrish. Um, Shane Parrish is an ex-intelligence officer who then decided that he wanted to spend his life mastering what other people had figured out. Mm -hmm. And he, he does that through mental models. So identifying traits and theories and strategies to think better. And he rolled that into a blog, which is one of the best blogs in the world, in my opinion. And one of the best podcasts in the world. Um, and you can become a member of that too, which is pretty pretty neat too. So I don't know if you have any others. I think they're the main ones. I mean, there are Australian um, more personal finance podcasts, but I don't think there's that many amazing Australian investing podcasts um, outside of the ones we've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, there are some good ones that um, probably deserve a mention, like Trolling for 10 Bag is pretty cool. Um the, the Livewire podcast, um, that's with Patrick. That's pretty cool. I guess I get some really good guests on there. Um, and there are heaps of podcasts that 
pop up. Like the Baby Giants podcast is one more recently. Smokes focus on small caps. It's um, run by Matt Joss and Kev. Um, Kevin, who's a former analyst at Rask. And um, they're, they're, they're worthy of mentions and they can go onto your list as well. I'm sure there, there are plenty of others which I've neglected. But um, yeah, at least for podcasts in Australia, there's obviously Equity Mates, our friends um, Bryce and, um, and Ren. Um, they've created a fantastic business around their investing podcasts. But yeah, for if you want like pure, like straight to the source kind of interviews, um, I'd say invest like the best and Tim Ferriss and the, the Farnham Street slash Knowledge Project um, podcast. Uh, yeah, mm. just blow you away every time. So those are those are up there. Um, I've also included in the the document the Investor Bootcamp Training Manual. Once again, you'll find it in your podcast player. I've I've included a bunch of different things like Google Talks, um, YouTube presentations. Another person that we had on the show who talked about psychology was da- Dr. Daniel Crosby, Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, what a fantastic um, guest he was. Um, he's done a bunch of videos on value investing and psychology. Um, they're available on YouTube. Raymond did a fantastic interview with, with John Garrett. Um, John's got a fantastic website, which we'll bring up in another uh, bootcamp session. And um, Peter Pan was on the show. Um, and I was fortunate to interview him for about three hours. Um Peter runs Castle Ray Equity in Sydney. He's a lawyer turned investor. I wanted to include this in my top five, but I think for investors who are just starting out, it might be a bit too advanced. Um, but if you if you think you can handle it, I would highly, highly, highly encourage the conversation with I do for you to listen to the conversation with Peter Pan. It's a fantastic discussion. Anyway, I could keep going on. There are so There's many. There's plenty in there for everyone to get started with. Yeah, there is. Um, as well, we've obviously got heaps of episodes um, about you know, finance, about investing, about all different types of topics over on the Australian Finance Podcast. The the big difference between the two podcasts that Kate and I run, um, the one that Kate and I run together is blue and it has a photo of both of us. And the one that you're listening to this on is yellow and it has a photo of just me. I probably should have a photo of Raymond. Um, But yeah, we kind of structure it so that um, the Australian finance podcast is more personal finance as well as like beginner to intermediate investing, whereas this is more intermediate to advanced investing. Um, is there anything else I've neglected to mention, Kate? I think that covers it all, Owen. You wanted to keep it short and sweet, getting to the point. So I think this uh, was a great episode for that. Yeah. So this is about this is a podcast about other podcasts that you should go and <laughs> listen to. Yeah. And you'll find all of these in the show notes. You just click the link and you go to the, the document. Remember, this is part of the Investor Bootcamp series where we're becoming better investors and the, the document is updated every week as episodes go live. So there's 10 episodes to help you become a better investor every Saturday morning. Um, you can tune in. Be, f- be sure to sh- share the document with a friend. I can see there is Kate in front of me, an anonymous hippo and an anonymous jackalope in the Google document looking at it now, probably downloading it. So if you haven't already... Uh, download the documents totally free and you'll get links to all the resources as well as notes. Kate, this is strange, but thanks for joining me on the Australian Investors Podcast. Not a problem. Oh, and I'll head back over to my other podcast now.